folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everybody. Hello, it's Corey hello. Poindexter here hello. with your boy. It's, 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 it's me. It's Vicente. It's me. And today on episode 58. It's 58. Of Shut Small Package Show. That's a small package. I don't know. Raw, SmackDown, Wrestling News, the norm. It's, 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 it's a regular show. All right, let's get into it. Hit him with a pop. It's Small pa- 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 Package Here, we're here, we're here in my apartment. Saturday, a rare Saturday recording. Yeah, which means it'll probably be recorded and then go straight up online. Oh yeah, no wrestling news sneaking under our radar this week. Nothing's nothing's happening on a Friday Saturday uh, without us knowing about it this week. Well, something did just break last night. Too, oh yeah. So. Oh, interesting. So, uh, how was your week? It's okay, it's whatever. An average week. Oh, right. Um, I missed SmackDown because I was out at the U.S. Open. I wanted to ask Box me, seats. Why the fuck were you at the U.S. Open? I saw your Snapchat, and then you were like, oh, look, it's Sean Connery. And I was like, why is he at the U.S. Open? Because I guess he likes tennis. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not. Not Why is Sean Connery at the U.S. Why is Bob Fegany at the U.S. Open? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Sean Connery could do whatever the fuck he want. He's retired. Uh, he can, if, if he wants to watch some tennis, Sean Connery could watch some tennis. But, like, what were you doing there? Oh? IBM has some cool AI stuff going on. Sure. Is it, it involve, does it involve, like, tennis scoring or something like that? Like, the, the tracking on the, on the court? Yeah, but also they found ways to use their AI to watch every single point in a game of tennis and score it individually based off a couple of different metrics to know if it was exciting or not. And it it creates instant highlights based off of the most exciting things. That's that's really cool. I'm super into that kind of crazy... And future tech, dude. We're living in it. Yeah, it, it's based off of where it is in the match, like what the match's score is, sure, and like player actions and movements. So it's also tracking the player's movement, not just the ball. Yeah, that's neat. And that's so and, weird. and one of the funny examples that uh, one of the the person I interviewed gave me mm-hmm. was it originally was triggering as signaling for their towel to towel off as like a victory movement oh wow and so it's like pinging all these signaling to towel off as victory clips and they're like they had to go in and teach it that like signaling for the for towel. towels is just signaling for towels <laughs> stupid so now it, now it knows to... dude I always find that so fascinating though and like just that's crazy to me that they're like using algorithms and they're like tracking t- 
antenna stuff to find excitement. That's weird. That's like, well, yeah. Whoa. But then to get a little creepy with it, okay. The business applications for it, okay. They're like you can set up a display in your store, and if you have a video trained on it, then like you can gather react like find all the reactions from it wait for like to people to products or to like a display or something oh wow so it'd be like okay well (laughs) after having this display in our store for a week what are the highlights oh god boom 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 okay dude this is that's a little spooky but hey dude we're like we're getting closer to minority report man like just, hey, welcome. And uh, then they faculty. also have a what they call like a real language search engine. Okay. So you type it in and it's like, I'm hungry. And they'll respond with, what do you want to eat? Okay. And then you'd say, oh, well, I want this. Sure. And then say, oh, well, here are some options. Wow. Instead of you searching for. Or you can be like, where's the, an ATM? And I'll be like, oh, well, the nearest ATMs are located over here and here. I remember a couple years ago. And I guess when, like this year, they yeah. found out that most people were using it to search for like, what can their tickets get them? Wait, for like concerts and stuff? No, just for the US Open. Oh, for the US. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Still with the tennis thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like certain tickets get you access to certain buildings and sure. certain levels and so it'll just make it so it tells you, hey, here's what you can do with this ticket. Well, yeah. And so, but it also now teaches the people who organize the US Open next year, we should make this more clear what your tickets can and can't do. Sure. Because obviously people are asking for that. Wow. Huh. That's neat. But like, yeah, it's because I remember a couple years ago when when phones started to do that thing where you'd be like walking by and it would be like, oh, hey, Apple or I have Android pay. Android pay is accepted here. Or when I have my Samsung, Samsung pay was a thing. I don't know if it still is or not. But like, oh, hey, you're in a location that accepts Android pay. The first time that happened to me, I went to key food and it was like, oh, key food accepts Android pay. And I was like, first off. This key food accepts Android Pay because sometimes their card readers can barely accept debit cards. <laughs> so they could accept Android Pay. That's that's okay. But then I remember it just being like it got after a while, like it started to get more refined and it was just kind of like getting spooky because it was just sort of like, hey, like my phone would just be like, hey, we noticed that you you like Chinese food. You order Chinese food a lot. There's a really good Chinese food restaurant near you. So like Google was taking from it must have been taking from like Seamless. And then using all their data of like reviews and stuff, being like, oh, hey, there's like a like four star Chinese restaurant right near you if you want Chinese food right now. And I was like, phone, A, awesome. Good to know. B, you be creeping. You be creeping on me, phone. It's like, dude, future tech is so fucking dope. But at the same time, I don't like it at all. I, I don't want to say I don't like it at all. I, I'm, I'm kind of into it. But at the same time, I'm just like, but what is it? Is it really like listening to me like, you know, tinfoil happy, but like, it's listening to you all the time. And it's like, it kind of, it might be listening to you all the time. Is it though? There have been plenty of time where I've been talking to somebody on the phone about something that I've never searched before on, on Facebook or Google. 
And then I get on Facebook and it's like, oh, here's an ad for that thing that we think you were talking about to your buddy on the phone. I'm just like, I mean, that's dope. <laughs> just like, I do want to click that link. I'm not going to lie. The link is very helpful. But at the same time, like, did you hear that other thing that we were talking about? Because I wasn't trying to put that out there. You know, that'd be fucking crazy if somebody was like talking to their doctor with their phone in their pocket and then you left and it's like, oh, hey, here's an ad for Valtrex. And it's like, no, 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 no. Clear from history. Clear from history. I was just asking what herpes looks like. I didn't say I had it. I had something else. <laughs> like, I just imagine that this could go <laughs> sideways real fast and get weird. That's that's pretty cool, though. I mean, hey, man, they're they're finding better ways to sell us what we really want, right? I guess. Oh, man. Uh, I also just find it cool that you, you like, you know, because you work at it's player one now, right? Yes, it was. I digital times, which, you know, was not exactly catchy, but player dot one is kind of catchy. But I just find it funny that lately the stuff that you've been going out to, like you were like, oh yeah, I got backstage concert tickets um, for Iron Maiden. If you want to, if if you're if you're down, I was like, dude, wait, what? Why are you going to like a VIP Iron Maiden concert? And you're like, for work. And then you're at the U.S. Open. And I'm just like, where do they? Because you usually cover like video games, board games, sometimes wrestling stuff. Although sometimes other people at at Player One cover wrestling stuff and then you also cover like tech stuff but like it always feels like it's more focused on the video games so some of the stuff they've just been sending you out to do i was just like wait why are you going why are you at a tennis match that was the one that really got me was the tennis one uh-huh but that's always in all cool. fairness that story is going to go up onto international business times oh cool is that above or below newsweek or like equal to it I mean, you've had a couple articles go up on Newsweek. I always think that's really I've only cool. had one technically up on Newsweek. I've had a couple on IBT. Sure. Still cool, though. Still very cool. I had a commercial one time I worked on air in a, in a taxi cab <laughs> that I was in. Hey, you're in an Ice-T music video. That what, is true. What more do you need to know? That's actually in my in my like Twitter and Facebook bio that like you know the public one that everyone can see even if they're not your friend. Uh-huh. It just says like husband, sound mixer, WWE slash Bengals slash Braves fan, the guy from that Ice Team music video. Because generally speaking, it's like this is who I am. This is probably how you found me. <laughs> I have that shirt still hanging up in my office. The meat is murder shirt. It's a, it's a good one. Although I did have on set like a couple. Like a month or two ago, somebody go, you look real familiar. I was like, okay. And I just didn't think anything of it. And then like halfway through the day, he was looking at a video on his phone. He looked up at me and was like, (gasps) I was like, what? And he goes, you are that guy that Ice-T killed in that video. I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, that's me. (laughs) I'm the vegan in the video (laughs) who gets fucking murked. (laughs) Claim to, that's my claim. Right. My small claim to fame is your 15 minutes. Yes. By the way, real quick, before we get into the wrestling shit, I also want to just talk about this fucking thing on my table here. This thing is dope as fuck. Drop mix. So this is another... The embargo is lifted. We can uh-huh. talk about this. So lifted on Friday. This is like... Uh, you sometimes get to try out really cool tech stuff at home. 
Uh, and then sometimes they just give you new flavors of Twitch, Twitch energy or amp, <laughs> yes. amp, amp, Twitch energy drinks. Um, but this thing, what is it called? A lot of no uh, this. old spice. Um, oh, yeah. This this game is called Drop Mix. I really wanted to play it on air, but I didn't want us to get this podcast episode immediately removed for copyright violation. Um. Because it involves samples of popular music that I'm sure Harmonix and Hasbro have the rights to. Uh-huh. But we don't. Uh-huh. If there's some way you could be like, hey, we'll play it on air on our podcast if you can get us music clearance, because like <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> we're not getting we're not hitting up uh ASCAP and BMI and getting music clearance mm-hmm. for this. It's uh, but it, I don't know if you want to talk about it at all. This this little game, yeah, it's it's so <laughs> it's really funny. When I was taking it home from work, I went out to eat with my girlfriend and her family, and they're all like, "Oh, is that what is that a board game?" I was like, "It's a game," and they're like, "Why are you being so weird about it?" Because I'm like, "It's a board game. It's a card game. It's a." video game it's a music creation device it's a smartphone app yeah it's it's all of these things it's everything in one but uh yeah so you have cards and each card is divided up into one of four categories and it's it's like rap pop well yeah it's divided up into those genres but it's also divided up into categories of uh Melody hooks or lyric or uh, vocals or drum track or bass line. Sure. And uh, so you just kind of play up to five of those cards combined and it instantaneously creates remixes of all of those songs thrown together. Sure. And when I say instantly, I mean, this thing is, Oh, it's fast. It's, it's instant. And like, it like it auto adjusts the BPM and the key, and will modify the other parts. So we had some interesting little mixes going, where it was like a tribe called Quest Drums with Skrillex bass with Carly Rae Jepsen's <laughs> <laughs> string hook with like Ed Sheeran as vocals. We kept, we kept, as we were testing this thing out earlier, we kept saying heel, heel turn every time we play a chain smokers part. <laughs> um, and, and it's called, it's called, uh, drop, mix. drop mix. Uh, when does this thing come out? Uh, free you plug, can pre order it now. I don't know when it actually comes out. Sure. I looked into it. Well, it comes um, out for us right now because we have it here. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be at probably every, Target, Toys R Us, Best Buy, Kmart. What's still open anymore? I don't know. Circus City's gone. It's probably on Amazon. I went into the Best Buy the other day on Northern Boulevard and opened up a giant, the giant Microsoft service computer, which, by the way, really fun to play with. Yeah. And uh, painted a mural that said this this Best Buy, like specifically the Uh one I was in, this Best Buy killed Circuit City. (laughs) And I just left it up and Brandon and I walked around the store and then I came back to it and some and like some employee had erased it and I was like 
I should redraw that. I should just keep coming in every day and drawing this Best Buy. Start like writing down employees' names. You know what I mean? Like John F. at this Best Buy personally killed Circuit City. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> Drop Mix is dope. Yeah. It definitely seems like it, it's it, the game mode of it, the actual, you know, competitive game was yeah, fun. So then, so then uh, you have to hook up a mobile device. You have to have some kind of phone uh, with or tablet. An, with an app, and it works through Bluetooth. Uh, however, what's what's really nice is that you can also still connect to other Bluetooth devices like speakers, so you can pass the audio through to better speakers than your phone. That's how we did it. Uh, it still works with your phone speakers, but I mean, it's your phone speakers. So. The game mode I found very fun. It took a couple of playthroughs before I fully understood what I was trying to do to win. But I will also say this. It also is just a cool thing to have if you have a party because there's so many cards with so many different genres and like different parts of songs that you could essentially make your own background music out of pop tunes. Yeah, right. Imagine if if I just laid out all of these different cards in like four different bowls and people we just had the board out and people just could walk over and throw their own tracks together and just let it play in the background. It was also cool that it was able to save in the middle of one of our second or third game of this. We Yeah, were- we built towards a really nice mix. And like we didn't even we stopped playing for just a minute to just in, in sit back and enjoy the song. And Bob, you found that you could save the mix to just load it up later even without the cards, which that was really cool. Yeah, and then it's it's nice because it, if you did want to recreate it, sure. to like tweak it or change stuff to it, you can load it back up and it'll give you the card info. It's very very cool. Highly recommend it and hopefully Hopefully you see some money out of this plug <laughs> or something. Um, drop mix. Pretty cool. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Drop Mix. Drop, drop, drop mix. Drop mix. Drop in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> mix in the drops. Fun to friends. <laughs> Fun to parties. Flew your friends. Um, and me undies. <laughs> and me undies. We got to look into how we get fucking sponsors, dude. And we got to start putting some fucking plugs in our shit. We ain't got no plug. Every time that I go to upload an episode, Podbean's like, you know, you can monetize this shit. You know, you could try, try, but their, their monetization is essentially their own version of Patreon. And I'm like, look, we on average get like on an average podcast episode of this, get uh-huh. anywhere between on a, like a week where nothing happened and it's not a pay-per-view week and we're not doing anything special for four to six on pay-per-view episodes. We usually get like, you know, 10 plus, And then on the big episodes, like either we're doing something stupid, like the one chip challenge, or it's like a big four pay-per-view. We get dozens of listens. Uh, I don't know that we have enough regular people listening for a Patreon and we're not making a fucking living out of this, which is why we have our regular ass jobs. That being said, if we could just get some sponsorship, Tweet at us on Twitter at small package pod and let us know if you would buy forty five dollar me undie underpants if we plugged them. Have you ever looked at me undies? Have you ever been to their website? No. These underpants are fucking expensive, dude. Like I listen to you know other podcasts and you know talk is Jericho is always plugging me undies, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh, you know what? I'll check out me undies. It's a good time for me to do that because I'm actually in the market for some new underpants. 
let's see. He's always talking about how comfortable they are. I get on there, dude. It's like thirty bucks a pair. Oof. Not Oof. Like, for like a pair of boxers. It's Oof. like thirty to forty bucks. No, no. And also, there's they don't look like they breathe. They look like fucking spandex. They look like tight. Uh-huh. And I'm like. I like a little looseness in my shit. I'm not trying to have like fruit of the loom that shit. There you go. Or Hanes, anything like that. Man, we're just throwing all these plugs out. (laughs) But like, I looked at these MeUndies. I was like, dude, this is expensive underpants. And they're like, oh, yeah, no. But if you buy like three pairs, you get one free. And I'm like, I know, but I got to make rent. (laughs) And like, no offense. I'm not trying to buy, which then, you know, I thought about like women's underpants because the times that I've gone shopping with Kayla for for like women's underwear, that shit's like mad expensive. It is. My shit comes in like five packs. Like when I buy underpants, they come in like a multi pack. But I mean, that's the general rule of thumb is that women's is more expensive. Look at haircuts. Smash the patriarchy. Why is it like so much more for? uh, And let's be real, for so much less. Like my my underpants, you know, I'm a I'm a bigger dude. So I'm wearing, I'm rocking those like one XL, two XL sometimes underpants depending on the brand. Sure, you know it's like fucking women's underpants is like no fabric to them most of the time. Shit, the high end ones are just like string. Yeah, and they're like way yeah. more. So I guess maybe MeUndies isn't isn't terrible compared to like Victoria's Secret. Whoa. Maybe who knows, dude. Anyway, anyway, let's get to the wrestling jinx. So uh, Raw Raw was pretty good this week. I mean, the one segment with John Cena and Roman Reigns was was pretty good this week. That as that segment was excellent. The rest of it was I thought was fine. I thought it was a it was an okay episode. It wasn't bad. Um, maybe a tad forgettable. Um, but the segment that everyone's talking about is this John Cena and Roman Reigns promo. And people were discussing whether or not this was a a shoot at some point or if it was all scripted. Um, Kurt Angle went on his Instagram and claimed that this was uh, that this was, you know, a, a shoot in the ring and that he was in there and he was just like, oh, God, you know, it's a shoot. Uh, but Wrestling Observer, a lot of other wrestling you know, dirt sheets were like, no, this is entirely scripted. They knew what they were doing. Um, you know, they were saying this is not this. Uh, sorry, guys, this is not uh, a shoot like you think it was. Um, but it was definitely an interesting segment. If you haven't seen it, um, basically, you know, John Cena comes out there to sign a contract to fight Roman at no mercy because Samoa Joe got hurt. Um, and, uh, Roman comes out, they basically cut a promo that opens up with John sort of flirting with, with the meta joke of, you know, your, he called Roman Reigns protected, said that's the reason he doesn't want to fight him is because he knows that there, that he's the one that John Cena knows he's the one guy that there's no protection from. Then it went into Roman talking about John's golden shovel and how he buries young talent. So a lot of jokes, a lot of like inside digs for the Smarks to, you know, drool over. And then, uh, yeah, I I guess it kind of from there, uh, Roman kind of choked on his words a little bit. And John Cena 
said, uh, you know, said if it, if you're gonna be a wrestler, you got to be able to cut a promo, big boy. And that's when Roman said, "Shut your mouth, John," and called him awesome. a bitch ass part timer. To which John Cena said, "Uh, I'm only here still because you can't do your job, and I'm a part timer better than you'll ever be a a, a better part timer than you'll ever be a full timer." So. Interesting promo, worth trying to find online. Fun fact: they that they cut out on the WWE.com uh, and YouTube and WWE YouTube clip. They cut out where John Cena said goodbye, fourth wall, and the joke and the joke about uh, if you know interrupting him and saying you got to cut, you got to be able to cut a promo if you want to hang, big boy. Uh huh. Um, so that got cut. So that's interesting, at least. But then they did actually upload another clip of a, the full uncensored promo. Oh, they did re-upload Yes. That. Okay. And I've seen it. I can confirm. So you can find that on YouTube, right? Or is it on WW.com? It should be on, uh, on YouTube. Sure. Uh, the show opened up with a 15-man uh, battle royale for the uh, Intercontinental Championship number yeah, one contenders. Yeah, and it was... Uh, Star studded. Everyone was everyone was all like, "Okay, here comes uh, Jason Jordan's push." Sure, sure. Uh, and well, and also a lot of people thought it was going to be like jobbers, but Finn came out, the Hardy Boys came out. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I had had a. Uh, by the way, I also didn't think, of course, Miz Taraj, Big Show with his fully shaved look. I didn't think he looked as weird as everyone keeps saying he did. He looked a little weird. I mean, he did. He looked d- different for sure because he's almost always had the beard. Uh huh. He hasn't, and he hasn't, to be fair, I don't know that he's had gone no facial hair with the bald look before. I don't recall that look because he used to have hair uh-huh. and then clean shaven face. And then as he started to lose his hair, he went beard and bald combo. But I digress. Uh, it's, good, it's, it's a good match. Yeah, it's all right. And then surprise twist. Of fate, la 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 la. Oh, I thought you were going to mention the fact that Wyatt showed up and oh. eliminated Finn. Yeah, so that feud's continuing. Sure, that wonderful feud of the year. Jeff Hardy wins. Interesting choice. Single shot for the IC belt. Interesting choice. The interesting choice. Um, especially that Jason Jordan was the last one eliminated. because uh, he was eliminating Elias Samson. And then, and then, as he was eliminating him, Jeff Car- Hardy came over and flipped Jason Jordan. So that's cool. Uh, Enzo Amore is in two hundred five now. Sure, he beat Noam Dar. Um, it is what it is. It was it was a segment. Brock and and Paul came out. Uh, a decent segment. I mean, they've had better ones in the last couple weeks. I feel like. Um. But yeah, they're definitely hyping up Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar, and it's going to be a great match. I'm a little sad that it's happening so soon. I kind of wish that they went with old school, long, drawn out stories where it was like we don't see Brock and 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 Braun get their hands on each other anymore. Um, I mean, Braun didn't interrupt him this week, but still, like you know, was it a week or two ago that Braun came out and beat him up, Brock? in the ring yeah so it's like i just wish that they kept them separate and didn't have them at least that we're not getting brock and braun every monday night on raw yeah, in a fight in mixed tags and- oh god so cesaro beat seth rollins 
Uh, and then immediately Seamus and Dean Ambrose fought. And because 50-50, Dean Ambrose got the win. Uh, Emma and Mickey James had a weird, terrible thing. It, oh, my God. Emma's her new theme sucks. I don't like her new theme. Her, CFOs, her actually, CFOs actually came out and tweeted that it was it's not a CFOs production. They're like, no, it's not on us, fam. Nice. I'm glad they did because her old one, her original one was a little weird. That when it was just the dun, 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 when she was with Santino Morella. Uh-huh. But then when she turned heel, they did that interesting like with the like sprinkled throughout. Uh-huh. Isn't it? It was a cool little theme song. It was catchy. It was interesting. It definitely screamed heel. <laughs> but now, you know, so she got into a fight with Mickey James about social media and hashtags. And it was stupid and terrible. And then she ended by winning and walking to the back screaming. I started the women's revolution like a million times. There's an argument to be made that like her and Paige were, were two of the people who started sure, the NXT sure, women's but push. Screaming it a yeah. hundred times in a row just makes me go shut the fuck up instead of, yeah. hey, you have a point. So then Cena and Roman had their thing in the ring and then thing in the ring. And then they were the thing. The worst part about the entire segment was the fact that uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows came out at the end. I was like, this is so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. I make them tag and be faces again for the whole. (sighs) It was it was dumb. And then, of course, John Cena and Roman Reigns put their differences aside and win the match. Uh it is what it is. Elias came out. So and- here's the fun thing, though, is oh, that we have we have uh, our first ever bleed over from Southpaw Regional that Wrestling true. onto the main roster in that impressive pelvis Wesley came out to act as a jobber. I, here's my problems with this. A, R.I.P. Heath Slater. It was a nice run while you had it. Sure. You've, you've now gone officially into Damian Sandow territory. I'm going to go ahead and put a 12 to 14 month clock on him getting feature endeavored. Second, I mean, which I know sounds crazy because he's been the jobber guy for years since 3MB. I will say, I will say this though. Yeah. You need both a face and a heel jobber. No, you do. And he is he is you do. perfect as a face jobber. Unfortunately, though, I feel like once you go down that road where they're like, oh, hey, it's Christmas. You're the guy who's going to beat up Santa and then get jobbed yeah, out. Yeah, he's got kids. He needs this job. Sure. Second off, it totally devastates kayfabe because Southpaw Regional Wrestling is supposed to be like set in the 80s. Yeah. It totally destroys Kayfabe. Sure. Kayfabe is dead. Sure. You, you can't have this guy looking like he did in the video, which I still haven't seen season two. I have to watch season two. Oh, South man. Long. It's pretty good. Season one was great. I was bummed that they said Rusev's not in it. He's not. Terrible. So Pelvis Wesley comes out. President Pelvis Wesley. And is destroyed in front of the Memphis crowd. I mean, Elias. in all fairness, he's a Memphis guy. And... And you got Jerry the King Lawler as a guest commentator for the night. Sure. And it's just fun. It's just it's just no, one yeah. of those fun things in wrestling. Sure. Well, it also was just a crazy coincidence because they're in Memphis, but it was because Hurricane Harvey Booker T was in Houston with his like his family. 
Um, but yeah, it, I mean, that all worked out with the king and pelvis Wesley, sure. Mm-hmm. But then it gets squashed, so I guess that gets Elias heat. Question mark. Also, fun fact: uh, Michael Cole kept calling him Elias Sampson, and uh, and then at some point was just like, "Man, that's a hell of a hit by Sampson," and like completely dropping the Elias. And then you hear like some like clearly like leaning back away from the mic, Corey Graves, and then for the rest of the match they call him Elias. Uh huh. So. Get on, get on point, Michael Cole. Uh, Miz and Maurice backstage say that they didn't see Jeff Hardy pin anybody. He's losing that IC title. Which is what, next week on Raw? Is it next week or are they doing another pay-per-view? This is not the pay-per-view one because they specifically said, who knows, Jeff Hardy could be the one defending the IC title belt at No Mercy. Mm. Week, uh, Sasha Banks then loses her title to Alexa Bliss because yeah. Sasha, Alexa... A heel making a great point. Sasha cannot defend her championship. She has never no, successfully she's never successfully retained. defended a championship. And yet she's Even a four time champ. Yeah, four four X. That's such bullshit. You know what they should do is Every like Every reign has been like two weeks long. At most, dude. At most. It's crazy. Like they should really they should really consolidate some of those championship ones. Uh interesting thing at the end though is that Nia Jax comes out to celebrate with her and they're having fun and then oh look what happens, Nia Jax. Dude, Destroy I will say this though. Alexa. Predictable, yes. But when she had her up in the electric chair, well, she had her up there to celebrate, right? Just carrying around the ring. That moment when Nia's just does the snap facial change, I did love that. Did you see that? Uh-huh. Where she's like, Nia's just like smiling, happy, and then like she's looking into the hard camp and then just like immediately just like whoop and she's like pissed, and that's when she does the drop. That was great. Uh so weird way to end Raw. Um I don't know what you thought about it as a whole. I, I thought that the show was it was fine. It was it was a fun show. The Roman Reigns Cena segment really elevated it. I felt like it made it memorable to me. Um you know, it, it was one of those things that while not, uh, you know, a show that absolutely blew me away, I definitely think it was passable. It was entertaining enough that I didn't lose interest while watching it uh, and made it all the way through without falling asleep or doing something else. Um, and the John Cena Roman Reigns segment was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add about what you thought about Raw this week. Yeah, it was okay. It was whatever. That's it? I don't know. I <laughs> thought that the, the Cena Reigns thing was good. You did enjoy that, though. Yeah. Especially the the best part was about how, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Reigns calling Cena out, being all, you're off doing the Today Show, and I'm here working my butt off every week. Sure. And then Cena, Cena coming back with, the reason why I've come back and I'm still here is because you can't do your job. I was like, oh, fuck. That's what I'll say about that segment. That, was, that segment was beautiful because it was one of those things that makes us go, is, is this a little real? Are they getting a little real with each other? Um Especially when he interrupted Roman and Roman was like, shut your mouth, John. Uh-huh. And it was just like, what's going on? That segment was great. I felt like you could have ended it with 
you didn't have to end it with a brawl like most contract signings, mm-hmm. but you could end it with him flipping the table and John getting in the, in the okay, let's 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 do this pose, mm-hmm. like we're going, and then having Roman do the heel thing of walk off. Just yeah, you're not worth my time. Um, a lot of you know inside baseball in there. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of even John Cena. We said goodbye fourth wall. Like there's a lot of stuff in there for the smarts. Uh huh. Is a feeding frenzy for us, but. On the whole, the show is just fine. Yeah, it's entertaining. Um, so SmackDown, SmackDown, which starts with uh, an interesting promo from uh, uh, Jindar, mm-hmm. which was good because it wasn't the same. You all hate me. I missed. I missed this. So you'll have to clue me. I have the the recap pulled up as well, but like I, I didn't see. Smackdown this uh-huh. week. I saw a couple of highlights here and there, like the RKO, but like I didn't I missed this promo. How was the promo? Sure. It was it was fine. It was it was basically the Sings uh apologizing for uh not being able to pull through and and losing and they have nothing to apologize and- for. They're the MVPs. The Sing brothers should be the WWE champion. But then uh Nakamura comes out and they Wait, all was this the picture I saw of them like kissing his feet? Yes. Oh, that's weird. And so Nakamura comes out and they all go rah rah rah. Sure. And then they're about to uh get him, and then Orton comes out and makes the save, and then that gets set up for the main event is sure. uh with Rusev as a tag team. And then they go into the Shelton Benjamin return match finally. Did they, did they announce the number one contendership match though? Before is that why he RKO'd him? Is that like a? Oh, sorry to jump ahead, but um, did they announce that there'd be a number one contendership this upcoming SmackDown before the tag? I think. I think uh, Daniel Bryan came out and was like. You guys will be in a tag match tonight, and then you guys will fight next week. For sure, okay, that makes sense. If memory serves. So then you said Gable and Benjamin, right? Gable and Benjamin make their in-ring debut. Uh, is good enough match. Obviously, they get the win over Ascension. <laughs> You're telling me Ascension didn't get the push? Uh, yeah. I is a is a weird little. Little finishing maneuver thing. Sure. Um, but it's okay. Um, Baron Corbin backstage. Yeah. Something that happened apparently. Yeah, he was just like. So it's interesting because I was saying, man, he's buried, but right. now he's been on TV more than ever. So <sighs> maybe, maybe they took the briefcase off. I think of they him might be punishment. like taking this into an angle because now he's saying how he he lost it because of Cena which oh, is like whatever sure uh, but how he's now going to go answer AJ's open challenge okay and so commercial and then AJ's open challenge uh, where Ty Dillinger comes out yay perfect 10 and he's coming down to the ring, mm-hmm. and the crowd's going all 10, 10, 10, and then he gets attacked from behind by Corbin. And so they're, like, scuffling. Oh 
No, so this is kind of this is kind of funny. Okay. So they're scuffling and they're fighting off each other to get to the ring, and eventually Ty gets the upper hand and he rushes into the ring and he gets to the ref and he's like, "Yeah, start the match." Okay. So. And so then they start the match and they do a quick little match and AJ destroys it him. It was a squash. It wasn't a total squash, but it was just quick. It was it was very quick, and AJ gets him in the calf crusher and submits him. Whoop. Um, but then once uh, Ty taps out and ends the match, mm-hmm. Corbin rushes in and goes for more punishment on him. Okay, so they're they're definitely pushing this like Corbin AJ feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I guess if your punishment is getting out of the main event scene with a briefcase, but entering the U.S. title scene, then like, okay, it's not the worst. I took the burial. U.S. title and made it as a chance to elevate young talent. You took the U.S. title as a demotion. There's that. That was also. I I know that we're. I'm backtracking by saying that. That was also an incredibly sick burn by John Cena in that promo. Uh huh. Anyway, sorry. So anyway, um, says here Rusev in the locker room told uh, told that's where you were talking about Rusev going into the main event scene. Yeah, um, and he's he's he literally said after he's done fighting alongside Gender, he's not going to be his friend. He's going to come for the belt. Sure. Yay! Push Ruru. Yeah. And then Bobby Roode versus Mike Kanellis. Sounds Roode terrible. Gets the win that for sure. Terrible. Is Mike is Mike Kanellis just done? Like he he and Maria had he's there uh, he's there. Kurt Hawkins. Ugh. Ugh. What? I guess you don't. You, but then why did he? I mean, every single show has specific characters. Yeah, I guess. And you need people to fill roles. Otherwise, you don't have people so then why filling did, those roles. So why'd you have him beat up on Sammy for two or three weeks? Just to give him that modicum you, of, of of respect? Yes. And then just a yeah. movie job. Okay. How many times did Kurt Hawkins, when he debuted, have like five-minute matches instead of 30-second matches? A couple. Yeah, but he still lost those. But yeah. Mike, Mike Mike went over on Sammy for uh, it's yeah heel tactics whatever that anyway. the, that all sounds like trash. Kevin Owens is fighting Shane McMahon at yeah no mercy Kevin Owens not what, no mercy. what is their next one? Uh, it's not Hell in a Cell, is it? Are they already jumping to Hell in a Cell for the next pay per view? I'll look up pay per views. I assume you're on the cage side recap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? I just in fairness, usually we used to. I used to just always have my own recap, but then things got a little shitty for a while. On the on well, the- I couldn't watch live because I was at tennis, right? And you just didn't watch. I eventually did watch, but I was only watch half watching because sure. I was doing watching it at work. Well, while you look up that, I'll read the next thing about back from commercial. Aiden, <laughs> Aiden English. Uh, so Kevin Owens. Uh, I don't know. Uh, did he beat up on Aiden English? I'm reading through here. Well, I, no, no, actually, uh, why don't you t- you actually saw this? Well, I'll look up the wrestling pay per views and you. Oh well, I I already have it. What's the next one? Um, for Schmuck Dalton, upcoming pay per view schedule. 
Hell in a Cell. It is. I was October right. October 8th at the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, Little Caesars. Brought to you by Crazy Bread. It's the only thing good here. So, yeah, it's No Mercy, September 24th. Uh, Hell in a Cell is October 8th. Wow, we still got a little while, don't we? Yeah. Uh, then TLC is October 22nd. Sure. And then Survivor Series is going to be November 19th, and that's going to be the only one in November. Sure. And then Clash of Champions is December 17th, but that one is not given to a brand yet, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. Wait, which one's not given to a brand yet? Clash of Champions. Oh, dear. So okay. it could be SmackDown or it could be Raw. Maybe sure. that's... Maybe that's a thing that they're going to be fighting for in the Survivor Series, man. It's like, who gets the next favorite? I don't, I, just, I, I, okay. I don't know. Although, that would be an interesting gimmick if they would start building if, up to if the winner of Survivor Series of the Raw versus SmackDown team, if, okay, so like hypothetically, let's say that like, okay, you're Raw and I'm SmackDown, right? Yeah. And so your team versus my team, you're Raw and SmackDown. And we'll say that, uh, like, okay, if at Survivor Series, the Raw team comes out ahead. Then Clash of Champions is a Raw pay-per-view, but the SmackDown people have to defend their championships on it. As in, like, we're going to try to steal your championships away. Hmm. So it'd be like all champion versus champion matches or something? I don't know if it necessarily... It doesn't necessarily have to be champ versus champ because they're not going to unify the titles. Yeah. But the idea of, like, you might lose your mid card belt on it. Like they're not going to give away the the. They're not going to move the heavyweight titles. Obviously. Oh, I see what you mean. So like, like whoever is the match. U.S. champ would have a match against someone on Raw. Sure, I'm saying that they might have the heavyweight title guy be in a match, but I'm saying non kayfabe. They're not going to like move. Yeah, the heavyweight title sure. to the other show. Sure, sure, sure. So you know, if it was Jinder who was champion and he had to defend against you know somebody from from Raw. He's not going to lose his title belt. They're not going to let that happen. But, you know, potentially the U.S. championship could move or something. Anyway, that's just speculation. So KO cuts a promo and, and Shane comes down to the ring. And then Baron comes down to the ring. Uh, Is that right? You you Did you see this? No. Segment? So. Uh, <laughs> this is a clusterfuck. The the SmackDown recap is is turning into Sammy a Sami Zayn comes down to the ring to interrupt uh in English. And Kevin stops Sammy and is like, No, you stop, stop. And then he's like, Aiden, continue. And he gives Aiden back his attention. But then it sets up an Aiden versus Sammy match. Uh where Owens is a guest rev? No, on commentary. Okay. Uh, but he complains about how the ref isn't doing his job, so he runs out into the match and strips the ref of his shirt okay. and puts it on. It fit on him? Yeah. Good. <laughs> and uh, But Aiden got a win with off a fast count because Kevin Owens hit the one, two, three. Sure. Well, any is there anything else that even happens on this show? 
Something about Dolph Ziggler. Uh, yeah, he just said he's not coming out tonight. Uh, I, a lot of people are speculating that with all this, him talking about maybe I need to do this or maybe I need to do that. that they literally don't have an idea. No, that a lot of people are speculating that he's going to come out to fight Bobby Roode with Bobby Roode's gimmick. Oh, and then Bobby would be kind of funny. And then Bobby Roode's going to destroy the fuck out of Ziggler and then his contract's going to expire and he's going to the Indies. Um, his, his contract expires. I think like then like I think his contract expires like the week after Hell in a Cell. So, Usos and New Day had a sure. match, um, and it earned the Usos the right to pick the stipulation for the New Day's tag title rematch. Okay, what did they pick? They haven't picked it yet. They oh. just have the right. But they won, so they have the right. Yes. Okay. Uh, Trouble in Paradise with Natty and Jane or uh, Carmella and James Ellsworth. Oh, because she's upset that he told Natty her plan or told Natty Carmella's plans about cashing in after their match last week, uh, which oh. she didn't do. Obviously, okay, the plans had been revealed. Okay, um, Natty with the burn of the night for SmackDown saying. Uh, you better not cash your briefcase in on me because I'll make you the Baron Corbin of the women's division. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Did somebody come on screen and hand her some aloe vera? Um, <laughs> All right. But then uh, Naomi shows up and is like, yo, where's my rematch? Oh. Uh, is, is that happening on SmackDown next week or something now? Then there's a Tamina squash match. Sure. Which is whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, then there's the Fashion Files segment, which was back to basics. So they're just back at the Reset. police headquarters. Yeah. So um, we'll see where they go. Yeah, it, it, it revealed not much. Their clue of two Bs revealed to be to be or not to be. And... So now they're chasing after Aiden English, and that's pretty much it. It wasn't okay. all that funny. There was one good joke about titles and belts, sure, but that was about it. Um, and then the main event was Jinder, Rusev, was Orton, Shinsuke. Shinsuke, and so uh, Orton Shinsuke get the win, but uh, Orton then RKO's Nakamura to close the show out. Sure, which. It's whatever. It's whatever. I just hope Nakamura wins. Just because Randy's fucking boring. True. All right, well, you want to get into the wrestling news? Yeah. First off, real quick, before we get into the wrestling news, I just want to, in the wrestling news segment, but before we start reading like headlines and, and discussing uh-huh. those, uh, last week we had our discussion about beach balls uh-huh. and crowd behavior and who is it really on um, when this stuff keeps happening? Uh, and had a, had a nice little discussion on our Twitter with uh, Philip Martinez, who I'm assuming is one of your people from Player One. Yeah, my coworker. And KT was involved as well. Just a little back and forth uh, talking about how... Uh, who's, who is it on that this is happening? KT tweeted at us, hey, if the WWE doesn't like the beach balls, book better angles and fans 
won't need to distract themselves and others. Which is more or less my stance. Yes. And uh, to which, you know, I, you know, I understood that point. I got involved in the discussion saying, you know, some of it has to be on the fans. Uh, and Philip jumped in and uh, said, you Phil know, is all for banning the beach balls. He said, if you're d- sitting through Bailey, this is your life. and want to do this. Sure. If it's Hawk and Slater with no stakes. Sure. But what's the excuse for having beach balls during Shield, Sheamus and Cesaro? Arguably the best angle heading into SummerSlam. And I agree with that. It's, you know, I feel like that there's a mix of responsibility. I, I just think that it's like, yes, you know, WWE does need to have interesting storylines or people are going to be bored and bored people are prone to do stupid things. But like I said last week, if you're bringing a beach ball, you if you personally, the individual are bringing a beach ball, you're already coming in with some kind of intent and it sort of plays off of, yeah, some of the crowd people are bored. That's why they're joining in. But it's still some responsibility if it has to be on the people who are bringing the shit. Uh huh. Anyway, we won't get all back into that discussion. We'll wait at least a few more weeks before we retouch on that shit. But I just wanted to give a shout out. Thank you to KT and Philip for uh, for joining in the discussion. And you can join in the discussion too, listening at home to the podcast. You can tweet at Small Package POD, or you can write us on Facebook, which is also facebook.com backslash Small Package POD. And join in the discussion. We'll try to read the stuff on air. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Back to the news. So the biggest news probably that just happened. Uh, JBL stepping down as the voice of SmackDown Live, if you will. Sure. I mean, because I, I think that he's the one that people think of the most. Even though Tom Phillips is probably like technically your lead anchor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people think of JBL and they think of SmackDown at this point. Uh, and he's and uh, you know, I think it's interesting uh to to hear that he's leaving. Um, curious to see if they go back to a two man booth, uh huh, or um, if Otunga comes back. Fuck that, dude! I'd be so mad because right now it's JBL Phillips and and Byron. Yeah, and honestly. The only problem I would have with a Tom Phillips Byron two man booth is you don't have heel. Yeah. Because Tom's kind of straight laced down the middle, calls it. That's really most of what he does. Slash leans a bit towards face. Slight face lean. Yeah. But he just sort of calls it. And then Byron's like super face. Uh huh. So Byron's just like a mark. Yeah. That's essentially his character. That's true. He likes comfortable pajamas. <laughs> so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. There are some people who are talking about the possibility of what if JBL leaves and Morrow decides that he comes back to SmackDown, which Tom's already in that slot. So I don't know what what they would do with Tom. Morrow seems like he's enjoying the reduced schedule and the easier on his life of NXT tapings. Unless they bring King back. Please, no. Please. He was refreshing for a night for a night it was nice to have and he's also face he was a yeah he was face because he's in memphis sure and also he pays attention to the product oddly enough like he like yeah he generally knows what's going on yeah it was, i mean even though he claims he doesn't watch the shows anymore he he was up on what was what happening and like what the characters were uh and he's better than he was 
for sure. Better than when we had him week in, week out. But I think it's because we don't have him week in, week out. Uh-huh. Um, and it's also sad to see JBL stepping down because JBL had gotten better. JBL, like uh, a year ago, was was awful. Oh, man. But when JBL was paired with Byron on Raw, it was uncomfortable. Terrible. But him with Tom and Byron, I admit, has kind of been working. I've kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Although he can never really figure out if he was a face or heel commentator sometimes. Huh. He would shit on heels openly, being like, that's just dumb. It's so like, what are you doing? <laughs> There's got to be a dynamic here where everything falls apart. Uh, did you want to talk about why he's leaving? Uh, he's going to help some kids with his. Uh... <laughs> he's going to he's going to help the kids. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's gone off to help children. There you go. No, but yeah, he's devoting more time to his uh, work in the Bahamas. And uh, he says he'll still be around for big events sure. like Tribute to the Troops and WrestleMania. Sure. Uh, but it's very sudden. It was, it's very sudden and out of the blue. Yeah, very sudden and out of the blue. He only like teased it like an hour or two before and like has not. Yeah, there's no not been anything about any leaks about JBL thinking about stepping down. No, it's just, just out of there. Whoop. See ya. Um, well, that's uh, all the best to him and bye. <laughs> well, I know that you you'll be fine with him not being there. Um, yeah, I know that you were not a huge, you were not a big JBL fan. Uh, Sammy Zane's mobile clinic is now up and running in Syria. Hey, that's good news. Yeah, a lot of people donated. He got enough donations, so he's got that up and running. Sure. Um, looks like they're helping out some kids in Syria. So good job, Sammy. You're making the world better. Always and good. That's what we want. Definitely doing more than me. Uh. Jericho went on the From the Top Rope podcast, uh, guys from Barstool Sports. Um, and in the episode that he was on, uh, they talked to him about, you know, oh, Kevin Owens is going to have this match with Shane McMahon. Like, you have any advice for him? Any pointers? And he told a little story about fighting him at Survivor Series last year and the match not going very smoothly and how Shane just kept accidentally hitting him in the fucking face over and over again to the point where Jericho got really pissed off and put a little put a little spice on a big boot into a drop kick uh and then when Shane was like what what just happened he said calm the fuck down Shane and then he said on the podcast he's like you know so best of luck to Kevin Owens uh so we'll see. You know, there, there people have talked before about how while Shane will do anything for a gimmick and anything for a match and put his body on the line, and he's great because of all that. People have talked about how like he isn't a great technical wrestler, though. Like he's uh-huh. not. He's not a very great wrestler. Sure. So we'll see how this match goes. I mean, Shane has put on some pretty pretty good ones as of late. Uh, his last couple ones, you know, he, he was impressive in them. Uh, but let's be honest, most of the reason that if if Shane is in a match, most of the thing that we want to see is like what happened at WrestleMania a couple years ago where he jumped off the top of the hell in a cell. Uh-huh. That's what Shane does, is he puts his body into awful situations because he doesn't care about it for some reason. In front of his fucking children, he's jumping off this through a table. Um, 
You don't need to do it anymore, man. You're you're older. It's fine. You don't have to be in matches. But maybe that's why he came back. Who knows? Like, you know, who knows the backstage workings of it? Maybe that was part of why he came back. Maybe Vince was like, Shane, we need you. We need you to come back. It'll be a big pop. Everyone will love you. And Shane was like, uh, I'll only do it if I get to almost commit suicide on air a couple times a year. As long as you let me put myself into harm's way. Shane, that's ridiculous. You're a McMahon. You don't have to do that. You're worth, you're worth so much money, Shane. You don't need to do that. You don't need to risk yourself. Yeah, well, Dad, I'm only going to come back if you let me almost die on TV. Okay. Do it. Who knows? Maybe that's how it went down. What else? You Who got? knows? <laughs> what else you got uh, there, bud? So the big, the big drama that happened earlier in the week. What's your mama? Arcing across uh, the wrestling industry. Sure. Uh, the night of the uh, Mayweather McGregor fight was that last so weekend? That was exactly a week ago. Sure. Which, by the way, just throwing this out there. We had a great time. We had a great time. I it had was very fun. Chateau Point Extra was packed pretty much to capacity at that point. Uh-huh. We maybe could have fit another friend or two in here, but not many more. It was a very full house. Uh, and I, th- I, I very much enjoyed the fight. Yeah, no, I, I, I not had a to good get time. off topic for I a second. Th- I, but I thought, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, McGregor definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, dude, going ten rounds, it was. It's pretty crazy, especially because I called Mayweather knocking him out in the second was yeah. my prediction. Um, but it was a fun time. Um, anyway, you were saying though, it, this happened. This this the Mayweather so, fight overshadowed. Yes. Uh, uh, well, it's easy to do with that. Sure. But um, so AAA in Mexico ran a pro, ran a big event, mm-hmm. um, and there was a women's match. It was a triple threat, I believe. Um, and it ended with a one sexy star uh, hitting an arm bar on Rosemary. Mm-hmm. And Rosemary tapped out, and they ended the match, and sexy star walks away, and then rushes back over and puts Rosemary in the arm bar and starts to actually work it and yank it. Um, oh, dear. Purposefully. And that's not good. So, everyone, uh, pretty much every major name in American wrestling, at least, uh, not necessarily Mexican wrestling, uh, has come out and said how Sexy Star is not welcome in any of their locker rooms. I bet. And she had a a uh, scheduled appearance at a uh, promotion in North Carolina. I think that canceled her appearance and wrestle circus in Texas has permanently announced that she's no longer welcome. Woof. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. It seems that sexy star did deliberately, and uh, to be honest, to be honest, my only sure. uh, major experience uh, exposure to Sexy Star is through Lucha Underground. Sure. Um, but she has a very high position in that show that, frankly, she does not deserve. Okay. Uh, it's not that I don't agree with women wrestling. It's I 
think that Sexy Star is not a good wrestler. There are way better right. women out there who who could be having awesome matches with right. the men, but instead they just put a mediocre to poor wrestler in Sexy Star up instead of sure. great women, and it's frustrating to see because she's not a good wrestler. Sure. Um, so it's always it's always kind of baffled me as to why she's even prominently in matches. Sure. And now uh, it seems like she will not be getting any booking north of the border. Uh, yep. We'll see what happens with her in Mexico, though. Right. Uh, Ryan Staten of Pro Wrestling Sheet says that Asuka is coming up to the main roster very shortly. Uh-huh. Uh, he says that she'll probably be on Raw. She'll probably, the gimmick will be bringing her streak with her since she never officially lost. Sure. And he says that uh, the current plan is for her to win the women's title and not lose a match before winning the women's title. That the streak will become a part of that. Okay. Uh, But also as a caveat, they mentioned that Vince is prone to just sort of changing his damn mind. Yeah. He could walk into a Raw taping one night and say... You know what? Let's give him something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just let's just shoot Oscar's push right in the face with a shotgun blast. And the shotgun blast name is Stephanie. I'm returning Stephanie will understand. <laughs> it's like Vince has a terrible idea. Stephanie's not a regular roster wrestler. All oh, right, right, right. We'll give it to the to the social media one. Em- Emma? Yeah. Have Emma Penner in three minutes. But why why Vince? It'll be great. They'll <laughs> be talking about it for at least an hour. That's, that's Vince. We can we talk? Can we talk about? Can we talk? Okay. Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated (PWI) put out its yeah. annual 500. Oh yeah. Okada, the first Japanese wrestler first to Japanese wrestler, first Japanese wrestler to be number one. Oh. Uh, that 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 publication goes back decades, so uh-huh. uh huh. I think even longer than the Observer. Uh, it's it's old as fuck, uh-huh. but still the PWI 500 is always a a big deal. Samoa Joe uh, tweeted out, you know, if you have a if you're an actual wrestler and you have a problem with your placement in the PWF 500, some his tweet was like something about he'll come and hit you with a brick in the face, like uh-huh. stop crying. To which the Young Bucks replied to that with a, easy for you to say, Mr. Number 8. Right. Like, get fucked, Samoa Joe. <laughs> uh, so. But it's a weird list because it like also includes kayfabe into it. Right. So, like, Brock Lesnar's on there, even though he hasn't had that many matches. But, sure. like, he's... He's been the universal champ for so long. So right. he's in kayfabe one of the best. Sure. Uh, which so, is why the Miz I think is like number seven or something. Nice, that's weird. I like it though. I fucking you know I'm a big mark for the Miz. He's been number one before. Really? Yeah, I that, think 2007. That's amazing. I fucking love that. Uh, you got more news? Um, do I have more news? Batista for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Batista is considered for headlining the 2018 Hall of Fame. Yeah, dude. I hope he comes and, t- and takes his acceptance speech as Drax. I mean, I think it'll be right around the time of a new movie releasing for him. Uh, that's not that's next year, right? 
So that would be for Infinity? April April 2018. Oh right, 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 right. Infinity doesn't come out that soon. Is it Guardians 3 already? No. Oh. That's impossible. Guardians is just now pushing for their DVD release of oh. of their movie. Um people were speculating about how Undertaker was in New York uh a couple weeks ago, but people are saying that it was because he was there for video game capture. Not for the 2K games, but for other other digital games, which they have so many of these app games yeah, now. Yeah. It's it's completely possible that that's what that was for. Uh, Alberto El Patron will be returning to Global Force Wrestling <laughs> this this fall in uh, in November. They have a large pay per view. I forget the name of it, um, but they're having a bit. They have a, one of their big annual pay per views is in November. So the angle looks like it will be El Patron returning as a heel, being like, they suspended me for no reason, which, no, they suspended you for plenty of reasons, Alberto, but I digress. That's the gimmick they're going to go with, that little dash of real life in there. Uh, You got anything else you want to talk about? Oh, uh, how's nature doing? Nature boy? He's coming along well. That's which good. Which is nice to see. Excuse me. It's all good. Uh, yeah, no, Rick Rick Flair is uh, healing up well. Uh, it looks like he'll be... Healing uh, up as in getting better, not not being rude to the hospital staff. Sure. Um, Seth Rollins is upset that the curb stomp was banned. Oh yeah. Uh, Do you talk about that in on the Sam Roberts podcast? Basically he was on a, a show promoting a pay-per-view and he was being the champ and all that. But sure. then Vince McMahon was watching it and included in his video package was him curb stomping somebody mm-hmm. and they called it a curb stomp on the show. Sure. On the morning show. And, Vince said that it rubbed him the wrong way and he sure. just didn't like how it looked and so he yanked it. Sure. Which that's another interesting point is that some people said that part of the reason the curb stop got the ban was because the name of it and because they, you know, they thought to use that phrase that I've been using too much in real life lately, bad optics. Of, uh-huh. Oh, the curb stomp, you know, it's called the curb stomp. It's got a bad connotation. Another reason that people were saying that they started to pull it back was because of how violent the move is with uh, how easy it would be for someone to do at home and that sure. they didn't want kids imitating your the average curb child cannot lift his friend up onto his shoulders to perform an AA right but could easily come up and stomp on the back of somebody's head yeah which that's that's something that I want to talk about for just a second then now that you brought that up uh, cause last week we talked about, okay, what's the responsibility level of the fans when it comes to acting out at these WWE shows, but how much of the, of the responsibilities on the WWE for people doing like they, they do almost everything they can with the don't try this at home message. It's on the shows. It's on the video games. It's on the network. Right. It's on their fucking mobile games for, for years. They've been putting this message out since the rise of, of backyard wrestling, which let's be honest is really not as much of a thing as it used to be. Cause like in the, in the attitude era, like, you know, 
Uh, starting around, I'd say like the early to mid nineties, it was a big thing where backyard wrestling was popping up everywhere. Uh-huh. It was unsafe. It was people who didn't understand fully the finesse of the wrestling How wrestle. And so they were just like, let's do death matches in our backyards. Again, not fully understanding. Like we're, if you're breaking a fluorescent tube over someone, it's not just the glass, it's the shit in the tubes. Uh-huh. Like, you know, they weren't thinking about all of the injuries they could sustain, even from just simple quote unquote, simple wrestling moves. Um, and it kind of seems like it, it died off because the Indies got bigger. And so it was like, there were people doing more legit promotions. I mean, look at here in New York, like how many of these indie promotions are, are floating around here. They're all over the U S now where people are actually somewhat getting training at least and doing uh-huh. real. So like, I feel like we've sort of phased away from, the backyard wrestling death matches. I mean, there's still some out there, but more into like actual indie promotions. Sure. So at some point it's like, okay, so if you, t- if you pull the move because you're worried about kids doing it at home, it's like, is, is, is that really on WWE to pull a move because you're worried about kids doing it? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's like, that shouldn't really be on them to pull it for that because there's parents and, you know, maybe parents should tell their kids like, Hey, don't stomp your brother on the back of the fucking head and like squish his face into the pavement or mat or floor or carpet, <laughs> the carpet. Uh, Oh shit. It's Sunday. I can't, or it's a, it's the second. I can't say that too loud. I swear to fucking God, if, if if I heard a knock on the door after I said the carpet like that this loud, I'd shit my pants and run for the fire escape and be like, bye, bye. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who doesn't get that joke, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore on air because it's going to bite me in the dick. <sighs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Don't say his name three times. Shut up. He shows up. Shut up. So anyway, I don't know how you feel about that, about you know, pulling moves because of their violence level and they don't want kids to like recreate it. It just seems a little silly to me. It was a really, it was a good looking, they did the same thing with the punt for Morton. I guess, I guess it's a little different in, see, I was trying to, I was trying to make a comparison being like, they don't have that before, superhero movies and like kids still try to like jump off their roofs because they're kind of trying to fly like right but at the same point in time that's obviously presented as a fake thing right whereas wrestling is both a presented to kids sure and b presented as somewhat real true within their kayfabe yes so So, I guess I can kind of see it sure. where it's like, if you're telling these kids that these people are out here battling each other, you're going to say, oh, well, I can go out and battle because obviously they're showing up the next week. Fine. Yeah, but also the punt and the curb stop, the two biggest examples I have of moves that were pulled for that kind of reason. Uh huh. Those are moves by bad guys. I mean, I guess if there's just like some dickhead kid who's like, Really, in his true heart, he was like, you know, Damien from the fucking Omen. He was just born a heel. He can't do anything about it. He's a bully. Then, sure, I guess. Like, 
But that kid's gonna do it anyway. He's gonna fucking he's gonna hurt know. kids regardless of what he sees on TV. You know, like little shithead yeah, monsters. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, if WWE's excuse is well, he was just gonna hurt someone anyway. <laughs> 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 They're just like, well, he's just a, he was just born a He fuck. was just a shitty kid. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes they're just born shitty kids. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. I, I don't think WWE's going to get by with that defense. Yeah, I know. I just feel like it shouldn't necessarily be their responsibility. No, to it like, shouldn't. You're right. But I can understand why they do it. Yeah, well, they I, and I guess to your point, they do market to kids. It, so. is, it is like... A superhero movie isn't. You could argue it is marketed to kids, sure. but but it's, it's also largely marketed un- to and it's, parents and it's unreal and adults. Yeah, and it's a movie about superheroes doing sure. fictitious things. Sure, it's not your buddy John Cena Man, laying the smackdown. Saying that this shit is marketed to kids makes me feel like being a wrestling fan in this new wrestling renaissance that we're in. That people are talking about, oh, you know, like the indie promotions are out there and they're doing great. WWE product, you know, somewhat is better than it's been, at least since the Attitude Era. I mean, in ring, it's yeah, unparalleled. Um, you know, all these indie promotions, women's wrestling is now like a very prominent thing that people aren't just like, oh, it's bra and panty matches, it's like real. Yeah, some people like some people are like, but it's still marketed. Uh, it's still a, a product that. Is for targeted children. is targeted for children. So I'm. I'm. Is, does that mean that we are the new My Little Pony? Are we the new Bronies? Are wrestling fan adults the new Bronies? Uh, no, because wrestling adult fans have been around way before My Little. Pony. That, but that doesn't mean that we are not Bronies. And in this new Renaissance, Bronies. I mean, I'm just gonna throw this comparison out there. Do have we dressed up as wrestlers? Answer, Bob. This is a fair statement. Have other people dressed up as wrestlers, and not even just to go to like the like big four or even just pay per views, dude? At fucking indie shows, we see people coming dressed up as the one guy comes to see a punk to every fucking thing we've seen him at. Uh yeah. Uh, people dress up as so. Guy. Check this off: costumes, uh, and also people bringing like the belts and stuff. Sure. Uh, are we are as a fan base? Are adult wrestling fans pretty rabid about it? Like very passionate. Yeah, passionate. I'll use the word passionate. Absolutely. Uh, are wrestling fans very big on? Hey, you're also a wrestling fan. Come here, we're friends now. Kind I, I mean, dude, how many people on my block alone have I seen wearing a wrestling shirt and been like? He's one of us. And then he'll see, like, the person will see me in my residence be like, he's one of me. And then it's just like, you know, getting complimented on the street. Like, oh, man, you know, nice Dolph Ziggler shirt. I love it. I got stopped in JFK. I was wearing my Jack Swagger shirt, uh-huh. the red, white, and blue one. And I got stopped by a security guard. And I thought I was being pulled aside for, like, extra screening. And he's like, hey, man. And I was like, yeah. And he just went like this. We the people you get on your plane and he said you get on your plane and i was just like okay that was really random and i was startled for a minute because you're in uniform so passionate friendly and inviting show up in costumes defend their shit to other people who think that it's weird and stupid that we're into it try to debate that one i'll i'll wait i mean congratulations you've explained fandoms 
I'm just saying, but this <laughs> is something that for the adult fan base is is some people view it as weird because it's a it's a product they view as for children. Congratulations. You've just explained fandoms. You're not you're not denying that we're not the new bronies. Because saying the new bronies is inherently incorrect sure. when you can trace this shit back to fucking Star Wars. What, wrestling? No, just people dressing up, people being way too into it, something that's quote-unquote for kids. Yada, yada, yada. I wouldn't say that Star Wars is for kids. Though. It was a PG movie. That doesn't mean it's for kids. Granted, though. it was before PG-13 existed. Sure. But... And also in an era where to get a rated R, you had to like... It had to be like explicit. Sure. So I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> this all started with me just being pissed off that the curb stomp got pulled. And that was like four years ago, three or four years ago that they stopped letting them do the curb stomp. It was just a dope finisher. Like it finished your opponent. It was uh-huh. strong. It was cool. Also, it gave us one of the greatest RKOs of all time, hands down. Absolutely. <laughs> the fucking jumping off of fucking Randy Orton's shoulder and then him using that to pop him up extra into the RKO. I remember watching that WrestleMania at Mike's dad's house and being like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen Randy Orton do. Which most of the credit should go to Seth Rollins, but whatever. <sighs> anyway. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. You ready to close out the show? Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the Small Package Show. Uh, you can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Faggotty. That's me. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Point Extra, also Instagram. Uh, you can follow both of us at Small Package POD on Twitter and on Facebook, backslash Small Package POD. That's POD for podcast. We're going to do that punishment thing probably next week. I have to get the new uh-huh. stuff for it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Small Pack Show. Hit them with it, Bob. It's Small Pack. How long can you do this? How long can you do this? <laughs> that, that's right. Good night, sweetie.